Okay. You're listening to Existential. My dad's podcast reminds us that all of us are human first. And from that place, we can hear each other's stories as we talk about justice, faith, and culture. Here's your host, Corey Leak. Thanks for listening. I am sitting at the kitchen table in my house with three people at the same time who I've been trying to get on the podcast for like three months, and I'm so excited to have them on the show today. And those three people are Amaya, Morgan, and Gabby, a.k.a. my daughters, my babies, AMG, AMG. the little ones. I don't know what else, we, what else we've called you guys over the years, but... You're not so little anymore. So why don't you guys say hi, tell everybody how old you are, where you go to school, and anything else you want to say. Can the mic say is yours. Can we can go to school? What? Can we say we can go, where you we don't go to have, school? Maybe you don't name the school if you don't want to. I don't really care either way. So how do we say what school we go to without naming the it's school? It's true. You know, that was a dumb question. You can say like, Don't say where you go to school. Your name and like how old you are. And like where you are in school, what grade you're in. I'm Morgan. I'm 16, and I am a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Your name? How old are you? What grade are you in oh, school? Um, my name is um, Gabby. I'm 14, and I'm an eighth grader in middle school. All right. My name is Amaya Michael. I am 18, senior in high school. Are you going to start going by Amaya Michael after high school? Possibly. And I also changed the spelling of my name (laughs) to include two I's instead of one. Why did you do that? Um, A lot of people at school thought that it was spelled with two I's. I thought it made it look better. And also, when you type in Amaya on messages, it autocorrects to Amish. It Amaya with two eyes does not. Okay. So you're going to, when you go away to college, you're going to tell people that your name's Amaya Michael, and you're also going to start using two eyes. Yes. Okay. We were talking before um, about what we wanted to talk about on the podcast with the three of you. And we want to talk about a bunch of things, but mainly what I've been wanting to talk about is the fact that you guys... All three of you go to a school that is predominantly white, like 60 to 70 percent white. And there's about a anywhere from one to two percent of that of both of those schools that have black kids in them. So you guys have come home and talked about a lot of things. We've had a lot of conversations about what it's like to be friends at the school, to find friends, homecoming, prom, dances, all those sorts of things. But. One of the conversations I found most, like, really interesting that I was like, oh, I want to talk about that, I was having with Gabby. And the question was, do you feel like because there's so few black people, certainly black girls at your school, like, do any of you feel like you should talk to them? Like, do you feel like an obligation to be like, oh, there's another black girl. I need to talk to her so she doesn't feel alone. I would say that I don't feel an obligation, more of a... It seems more natural than that. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> That's how she always... <laughs> Why are you doing that? Can you just talk okay. normally? Like you're talking to me. It is It is more natural oh, than that. What do you say in a British accent? Oh, yeah. It is more natural than that. Um, 
Sorry, I totally forgot what you just said. I asked, let me ask the question again. Oh, no, 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 I know what it is. Can I ask the question again? Do y'all feel like you have to talk to the black people at school just because there's so few of y'all at school? Well, for Morgan and I at our school, we have a group for the African-Americans at the school. And they, the leaders of the group, they come from and they highly encourage us to talk to each other when we see each other around school and to really form a bond and relationship with each other. So I would say that Morgan and I maybe kind of feel that a little more. Um, we are also in high school. I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> but I would say I, I find myself, you know, smiling, saying hi to the black girls at school, um, waving mm. here and there. Partnering up, not really partnering up. <laughs> but you do kind of feel like these are, I see someone new at school who's black and you feel like I should reach out to them. I think it's mutual. around. I, I feel that, but I think that we all as a whole, like I, when we see each other, it's like, oh, we see each other. Mm. It's yeah, not just like yeah, we yeah. walk by each other, like you walk by other white kids at the school. It's like, oh, that's what me too. That's what I wanted to say. Like, it's not really, like, a... It's different, kind of. Like, you just look at them. Like, you either do a head nod or you wave. Like, I personally don't really talk to them. But, like, I just, like... It's like what she said. It's like a it's like a different, like, connection, kind of. Yeah, so you kind of, you kind of feel like you both want each other to know that you see each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, I see you. Now, Gabby, we talked before, and do you... You don't necessarily feel like you have to talk to them, but you do want to f- want them to feel like. Yeah, that's like, a perfect way of wording it. Yeah, I don't feel like I have to like say hi, but like I I know that they're there, and I want them to know that I'm there as well. Not just they're lonely by themselves at school, the only black person, but like I want them to know that I'm also there and I'm like going through the same stuff. Mm. So now, okay, speaking of going through the same stuff, like we talk about this like in society we often talk about like um i literally said find a comfortable position in the chair we talk in society about the idea that it's hard to be black in predominantly white spaces and every time i hear that i think of y'all so gabby you said like they're going through the same stuff this is for any one of you to talk about what is some of the stuff that you'd say you go through by being the one of the only black folks at your school or in any or on your soccer team or volleyball team or whatever you're doing. For me, it's like whenever we talk about slavery in class, I feel like that's for everyone though. Whenever we talk about slavery, it's just like you kind of feel this like uncomfortable like when people like look at you. Well, they don't really do it anymore, but like when they like ask you or like when you raise your hand I feel like it's always like the teacher always comes for you like hmm. like says you go first because they always think that you know what you're talking about but hmm. I feel like it's more like don't please I feel like it's whenever it comes to that people like are always like looking at you and like like trying to figure out what you're like what you're what you're thinking yeah and what you're like your emotions, not your emotions. I yeah, it's. I think the emotions is the right way to say it. Like you're, you're saying that like when you talk about slavery at school, gosh, or any I, type of like black, hit, like black, black history issues. month or like hat black, um, um, what's his name? I can't believe I forgot his name. Mm, 
Martin Luther King. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying yeah. this thing. <laughs> they, like, read books about him and stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, and they look at you, they ask you questions about it, and it's like that. So, and you also said, you said you think that people expect you, just by virtue of being black, whenever it's slavery or Black History Month or anything comes up, they expect that you're going to be the expert on that? Mm-hmm. Rosa Parks, yeah. Do you, do you feel that way, Morgan, at school? Not really anymore. Um, I think because we talk about slavery so much, like, in our history classes. No, like, going through, like, history classes. Because, like, you talk about it in middle school, and then you talk about it again in high school. So it's like, once you get to high school, I don't really feel that in my classes. Hmm. But I do feel like they try and, like, sympathize with you. So, like, when, like, we we watched videos about the Black Power Movement, and... It just felt like everyone was trying to, like, say great things about it, which isn't bad. Mm -hmm. But it's just, like, I feel like sometimes people just over, I don't know what the word is. But it's, like, they don't want to sound racist or whatever, so they, like. They go out of their way to, like, celebrate things. Yeah. And it feels, does it feel fake? In front of me, so it's, like. It feels fake to you? Yeah. I I mean, it's fine to say it just feels fake. I I mean, mean, I don't know their true intentions, but. It just so happens to be that I'm in the, like, I'm right behind, sitting right behind them or, like, in front of them, and they know that I'm there. So, like, they say stuff about it. Well, some some people call that performative allyship. It's where um, some white folks will act woke. I'm doing air quotes, everybody. Woke. Um, and it's a performance. It's not actually a genuine thing. So, I mean, it's not like you're not making something up when you say that it feels like they know you're behind them. You know I also have saying? a question about the word woke. Can white people, like, say woke, though? Like, that I am woke? They do it all the time. But is it, like, wrong? I don't... Not wrong, but is it, like, can they say it? Yeah. Why, would, why, why do you ask that? I was just, I don't remember, like, I just, like, heard or I saw something about it. Or, like, this black girl said something about, like, how, like, you're white, so it's, like, kind of, like, something, like, where black people, or so, I forgot, I forgot, mm. but they were just talking about how, like, white people, it's more like a black word term, I don't know. I raise my eyebrows in general at anybody who says I'm woke, because it just kind of feel, I have, I struggle to say I'm woke myself, so if I'm talking about that, anybody that comes out and says I'm woke, I tend to raise an eyebrow at them, regardless, black or white, because it's just something, it's it's kind of douchey to say. I feel like, for me, in my experience, going back to the initial question. <laughs> Sorry, I was just asking a question. Nobody went away from the initial question. Well, you Gabby did. did. I, for, it was about the thing. It was a great question, Gabby. It's fine. I feel like, for me, what I've experienced a lot of, I forgot what I was going to say again, so just give me a minute. Okay. Don't talk, though. All right. Um, oh, I feel like... A lot of the people I'm around every day, the white people, Hispanic people, everybody, you know, the non-blacks, I feel like a lot of times they see the few black people that they do see through one particular lens. Mm -hmm. So I was having a conversation with one of my friends the other night, and she was talking about how she saw a tweet where a black girl tweeted saying, I have no respect for white people whatsoever, or something, something, something. And she told me, she was like, I just feel like you guys need to just blah, blah, blah. You guys need to blah, blah, blah. And I feel like I see a lot of that where it's 
you guys need to, you guys tend to, you guys, da 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 da. And, and so a lot of times, with, within my friend group at least, we talk a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement. I, you know, I do have good friends who are, you know, we talk about their ignorance a lot. My ignorance too, you know, I think we're all ignorant. Everyone's in a ignorant. way. Everyone's ignorant. Right. Their ignorance is just mind-blowing at times. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk a lot about Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, just all of those movements. And one thing that they always come back to is, I just wish that we could all, you know, just be peaceful. And I wish we could all stop fighting. I wish, you know, da-da-da-da, all this stuff. And... What was the initial question? Because I don't think that that is, I'm going down that road. It doesn't matter. Just keep going down the road you're going down. It's like, it's a podcast or about conversation. Okay. They're not, we're not, they're, I'm not interviewing you. And so the main thing that, you know, talk about a lot in our friend group, and Morgan is in this friend group as well, is that I tell them a lot that, you know, we won't ever get to that place that you're talking about, about how we need to all be peaceful and live together peacefully, all that kind of stuff if we don't have things like Black Lives Matter, hmm. if we don't recognize that Black Lives Matter. Pick that up, Morgan. <laughs> Come on. I have nothing to say about it. Oh, man. So what... A side note. Yesterday, she we were talking about princesses, mm -hmm. and she said... Oh she said... Um, princess... I, princess Tiara. She thought, thought she thought her name was Princess Tiara. Who was Princess Tiara? She princess thought Tiana. the black... Princess was named Princess I, Tiara. I, so they were, we were talking. It's an we embarrassment to the whole like we were black talking culture. about princesses, and I said, "Yeah, Princess Tiara." And the whole friend group laughed at me, and I didn't it's know embarrassing. what they were laughing about. Tiara and Donna. It's pretty close. We have a friend named. There's only one black princess. What you can't forget you her name. Named? She's this really pretty. I mean, I wouldn't call her a friend. That's you just she, called her a friend. Okay, listen. She's a she was a black girl who graduated yet last year. And I would say hi to her all the time. We were friends. Somewhat. So is that what, like, friends are? You Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, there are black girls at the school who, you know, it's just a nod or a smile or a wave. And there's other black girls where, you know, you see each other in the, in the, in the hallways and it's a hey girl. What's up? A hey girl, what's up? And you talk outside of school, too. Like, well, not... You Snapchat. Yeah. It's not really... So... Every black girl, though, I was thinking about this. Every black girl that I see, even if it's not a hey girl, black girl... In the bathroom, it's a hey girl. How do you feel? I mean, I have a different personality than you, so True. I'm not gonna say hi. I don't say hi to really anyone in the bathroom. Because I, I may not like say anything to you in the hallways because it's like you know everybody's skin toward. But if we're in the bathroom and it's just the two of us or even other girls in there, hey girl. What um? You don't agree. What does it mean to be? I'm friends sure with you do that. I don't. Is what I'm saying. What does it mean to be friends with somebody? Is it like? Is it? If you now, if you Snapchat with someone and when outside of school, that's considered like talking to them, even though you have streaks with everyone. But do you consider like a person that you will snap with to be a friend? I consider a person who I actually have tried to hang out with or do hang out with a friend. I've tried to hang out with Okay, Gabby? It's more like a, it depends. A Snapchat, it, yeah, most of my Snapchats friends that I have are like my friends at school that's what I kind of consider my friends if I have like a snapchat streak with you consider you my friend but if mm. it, like it's not really like a hey like if I say hi to you I don't really consider you my friend it's just like I know you 
So. Got you. Morgan. I don't really keep streaks, so um, I guess. But, like, I don't know because people will Snapchat me, like, swipe up on my story or whatever and say something every once in a while. But it's not like, but then I don't talk to them at school. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know if I consider them a friend. That's kind of same with me. I'd kind of consider them like an equipment. Like if I had a class with them and I was sitting next to them, I would probably talk to them. But like the hallway thing, I wouldn't talk to them in the hallways. Gotcha. So of y'all's friends, would you say most of your friend group is white? Yes, for both of you. Well, well, we kind of have two different friend groups. Well, not, I mean, you're closer to the other friend group than I am. But. When I think of my, see, now I'm going back on my statement about friends. Okay, okay. Go about ahead. friends. Mm-hmm. Because when, I, when you just asked that question, the people, about five people came up in my head. Mm-hmm. So why do you keep doing that? I have about five white friends and then about five black friends. So you probably have to have. In terms of who, if it's like, if I'm going, if I'm leaving this house to go hang out with, there's 10 people who that, who that could be. Hmm. Now, it may be a spontaneous day where it's like, you know, does want to, if she hears this, she's going to be like, why is this girl talking about me? Because <laughs> we're not close enough to keep bringing up her, her name. But if she were, to, I would, there's. I don't know why you're dropping names. It wouldn't be that crazy for me to go hang out with her. But if I'm leaving this house to make plans, just regular plans, it's with either these five white Latina or the five black mixed. Gotcha. Who are even the five white? I think for it's me, like it's three like, and three. For me, it's different because my school is just smaller. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just a bunch of like white or non-black people there. Like I probably only have... Like, I have, like, six white friends and then, like, two black friends. Because there's just not a lot of us at my... Can you stop? You have what? You got... You have two black friends at school? Yes. My mom. (laughs) My mom. (laughs) Just it's what it sounded like. I don't want to say his name. You don't have to say people's names. Yeah, why are you naming people? You just named... Cut that out. Um, this other girl. And then... Actually, we have, like, three. Don't cover your mouth. Cause I probably yeah, have this other that. girl, and then... No, I only have two. Two. Yeah, I only have two. Does it matter to you guys if... like does, is, it, is it important to you to have black friends? Mm, yes. It's important to me. Yes, it is, actually. Is it important to you? I think it's important to be around black people. Like, if I was around family... If I had black family here... I mean, obviously, black family. Mm-hmm. But if I had my family, family here and not, and I didn't necessarily have like black friends, I think that I'd be like, I wouldn't be like, yeah. I don't know. It, I think I have to have one or the other. Because I can't just be around white, I can't just be around white people the whole time, I feel like. What's the, so what is like, because yeah, I mean, what I've heard you guys come home with is some exhaustion around being around white folks all day all the time um what are the things that are exhausting about it like what's what is it that like makes it makes you come home like oh gosh i'm so this is so exhausting for me i'm gonna go first for me it's just like how i don't really get to talk about 
because I'm not really at that comfort yet with my friends that like I get to talk about like my personal like how it is to be a black person and like at a majority white school so I feel like for me it's just like when I talk about like I it's kind of weird like I don't really like talking about black people with my white friends mm. because I feel like they just don't understand it's sometimes hard for me to like talk about like my hair or like how my white friends talk about, oh, yeah, I'm tan. Like, I don't really say anything about it. Mm. And, like, it's just, it, I feel like I, I, I feel uncomfortable kind of with mm. them because mm. I just don't have a connection to them like they do with their other friends. So mm. I feel like I'm just exhausted. I'm like, I'm so tired of not being able to really be myself with my friends. Mm. So Speaking of your hair, do people try to touch your hair in school? Yes. Seriously? It's so annoying. That actually happens at your school? Yes. This It's really just one guy. He's just always just, like, touching my hair. And I literally, I said the other day, I was like, stop touching my hair. I don't know why I think he touched my hair. Like, I'm literally not kidding. He's like, oh, my God, dang, okay. And then he keeps doing it, and it's frustrating. It's only one, one guy. Like, the people used to always touch my hair, and now they kind of, like, don't really touch it. But there's just one guy that touched it. So yeah, micro microaggressions like that are exhausting. Why is that? Um, for me, I don't really feel like it's like exhaustion. I more feel like uncomfortability and annoyance, kind of, because mm-hmm. I don't really have like. I don't. I forgot what Gabby really said because I was gonna piggyback off of that. But um, for me, it's like people don't really touch my hair, but it's like I hate being like the center of attention so like when people bring up stuff about me that has to do with me being black or like they're like intrigued about it i hate like everyone focusing in on it because they're like oh i'm curious to see what she's going to say so it's like i just hate being like i hate having all the attention on me it makes me uncomfortable it makes me nervous and anxious so it's things like that like they don't touch my hair anymore they just question like oh why does it do this or can you do that or oh like stuff like that and you're already an introvert. So yeah. as an introvert, you already don't like to be the center of attention. So I think that it's interesting you say that because I bet you that it's probably easy to assume that a black introvert would be fine at school just keeping their head down and not talking to anybody. But it may be even harder for a black introvert because you don't naturally want to be the center of attention. These two don't mind being center of attention. But you don't want that. And then you get it for the reason of being black or having different hair. Or we're right, talking about right. slavery or civil rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I bet that's very hard. But that's super tough. Because, like, for Maya, it's like she loves to talk about, like, have conversations with people about being black. And so it's like she when people ask her those kinds of questions, she sees it as an opportunity to, like, educate them. And for me, it's like I just don't want them to ask questions at all. Like, I just don't want to. I mean, it's not that I don't want to talk about it, but. Like I said, I don't want all the attention. Right. Right. So we've talked about like some microaggressions. Like, Why can I answer? You want to answer? I was going to move something else. But let's <laughs> go ahead and answer. For me, it's a little bit different um, because, as Morgan said, I do really enjoy talking. And I love talking about race and I love talking about all that kind of stuff with my friends, even people who aren't my friends. And so on on my Snapchat, I actually have a private story where I like to post different articles that I see or videos that I see that, you know, educate me. And I post it and encourage my friends or other people on that story to also watch it. And 
my closer friends feel comfortable coming to me with their questions and all that kind of stuff, which I really do appreciate. And so what's draining for me is my friends and I, we do have a lot of conversations about race. And so the other night, my friends, we were driving home and one of my friends makes a comment talking about how she should just run a red light and how her parents do it all the time and, you know, just cracks a joke, laughs about it. And I'm someone who likes to stir the pot. Mm-hmm. I like to stir that pot. Get that from your mom. So I commented saying, you know, that's white privilege. And, you know, or no, 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 no. Take that out. I commented by saying, you know, my dad could get shot over something like that. Yeah. And, you know, I giggle, giggle, you know, laugh. They didn't really get it. And so I came back and I said, hey, that was like a joke. Um, do you understand the root of it? And they're like, what? no, what are you talking about? So I explained to them that the fact that their parents don't have to worry about little things like getting pulled over for running a red light. And I worry about my, my dad getting pulled over for anything when he's, he could be driving completely fine and he could get pulled over and black men are losing their lives over things like that all the time. I explained to them that that's a privilege that they have that black people do not. And they were so, they thought that was so wrong and they thought that I was really reaching and, you know, times like that it's draining when I feel like they don't understand. It just seems like they're sheltered is what it is from real world issues and problems that are going on that affect me, you, my family, other black people that they just don't see or understand. So for me, just it just felt like another thing. I asked my friends who Trayvon Martin was. They didn't know if he was a basketball player, a viner, a TikToker. They had no idea who this man was. I asked them who Harriet Tubman was. They thought Harriet Tubman was a man, first of all. They said, I know who he is. I know who he actually no, they thought he was alive. They thought it was they thought she was a live man. You're being serious. hundred percent. Harriet Tubman, who Harriet. was just in the movie. Yes. Harriet. Yes. This was back in Halloween. We were going on our way to a Halloween function and I, I said, Hey. And I said, Hey, who's Harriet Tubman? And that it was it was it was really funny. I, I did laugh because I was truly in shock. But it, it was another thing where just at the end of the day I just came home and I was like, Wow. You know, the ignorance is just thick. So um, speak. So that was one of the questions I was going to ask you guys is what do they talk about at your school in, in regards to like history? When history comes up, do you learn about Rosa Parks, Dr. King? Um, um, who did I just say? I said Dr. King, Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman. Do you learn about any of these other names? Like, why can I? Do you know any other names? You know, <laughs> these names are escaping my head. Like, escaping. That's why I skip Martin Luther King escaped my head. Booker T. Washington, um, George Dubois. Washington Carver. What's his name? Something Dubois. Well, for me, Frederick Douglass. Baldwin, Frederick Douglass. That's what I, those are names are. Malcolm X, even. Do you Actually, learn about any of them in school? No. We we do. I think that's because I'm also in an AP class, and the AP teachers just so happen to be really good teachers who do care about you know expanding the curriculum when it comes to African American history. So I appreciate that. But when I think back on previous years, since we have been I think I remember the earliest learning about Rosa Parks was like 
third grade when we lived in Georgia. And so I actually watched a TED Talk the other day where this man was talking about how African-American history, when we learn about it, is different. So he was talking about how his daughter came home and they learned about Rosa Parks, but they explained to them that Rosa Parks was this older, old lady. I just learned about that who didn't want to get up from her seat. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's like they make it this different... They change the story. So they to, change the narrative that she was just tired. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And so I... Thinking back to that, I think that that's a lot of what goes on in our history classes where it's like you kind of hit on Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, all that kind of stuff, and then you move on. At your school, uh, certainly the high school, and Gabby, I don't know what's happened at your school. You said you don't didn't have a lot of stuff like this happen. Um, you've had microaggression, but not like this blatant kind of stuff. You guys have seen KKK signs? I didn't see them, but that was my freshman or sophomore year. No, yeah, it was 20, Yeah, my freshman year during the whole Trump campaign and everything. I remember I was in PE class, and we were the principal was giving a message over the loudspeaker about KKK signs that had just been taken down and how they were taking measures. What is the word? I don't know the word. Taking measures. They were disciplining. The students? That's that's the word. Is that what I'm trying to say? I think so. That doesn't I don't know. sound right. Did they discipline the students? That Well, they said that they were going to discipline the students. Um, I remember seeing those same students the following week, walking around like nothing ever happened. So, and you were a freshman in high school. Yes. And you would, this is the fall of your freshman year? Yes. So you're just kind of just getting your feet wet in high school and you're hearing at an assembly that we're going to address the kids who... No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, it was an announcement, sorry. I thought it was an assembly, my bad. That was actually, yes. So you're sitting in class, and this is an announcement over the over the loudspeaker. I was in the locker room, yes. But yes, it happened during the end, the end of the school day, right before the bell rang for us to leave. The principal gave a message over the loudspeaker, which I will say, the only reason why I knew what was said in that message was because someone else told me what happened because you can't... Sometimes the loudspeaker, you don't even hear it. Classes don't even always be quiet for the loudspeaker. So mm. I already kind of had a problem with the fact, why are you only giving this message over the loudspeaker? Because a lot of kids miss that message. I miss that message. Mm. But my, that freshman year, that was a year where a lot happened, actually. That's where the most stuff happened. We talked about that in my AP Gov class yesterday and how 2016, that was just people's cars were getting, getting keyed. People were coming to school every day with Trump stickers to plaster up on the walls. And why were people's cars getting keyed? Um, I forgot. It was like someone's car got keyed for it was political. It was over Trump stuff. I forgot what it said. But that Wasn't was there some go back to a lot of that. Go back to where you came from, go back to your country, all that kind of stuff. And so my friends and I, that's when I was friends with these two Black girls, I'm still friends with them. Hey, guys. Hey, y'all. Hey, not. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, I remember I was walking in the hallway, and this is what made me go talk to the administration, is when I was walking in the hallway, and this black kid was walking, and this white guy was walking behind him. He said, look, it's a nigger, and yelled it loud in the hallway. Jesus. No one even, like, turned. No one thought anything of it. It was the weirdest experience of my life. I was like, maybe he didn't say that. Like, I truly was, like, convincing myself that's not what this kid just said. So... That's what led me to go talk to my teacher, or not my teacher, my vice principal. And as I'm sitting there talking to her and she's asking me, okay, is there anything else? We just started telling her all this stuff, forgetting that like all this stuff has happened and they had no idea of it. So she got out a book, 
she started making a list of all of these different times when kids were using the n-word or we would see kids doing stuff it was just crazy and they were written in books yeah and on one of these um what was that thing i don't know what it's called it's like a storage unit there was yeah basically graffiti like swastikas and kkk was written on tables and stuff like that so these kids did you think when you when this stuff happened um did you think oh they're joking or did you think like i'm i don't feel safe which which one was that i 100 percent. there was kids who were saying like can i say nigger you already said it yeah you said nigger nigger. shouldn't say Just, yeah, you just say what you want to say. They were kids who, you know, were using nigga this and nigga that. And that... With the the hard A, not the ER. with the A. Okay. And so that was one thing. I didn't necessarily feel unsafe with that, but... And this was before you were actually at the school, because I was my freshman year. Yeah, you didn't experience that. But when I would see KKK signs up, you knew the kids who were... Oh, and there was a Halloween party where kids dressed up as KKK members and went to that party. So I didn't even know that. Yeah, that, that, I forgot about that. But so that was that, that that was a whole thing. So I felt as a freshman, I think I kind of just thought it was normal. So I kind of like normalized it in my head and was just like, they're stupid kids. I actually do think I felt unsafe because there would be times when I wouldn't like for our student section, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to our student section because of the fact that like I didn't know how they would react to a little black freshman walking over to the student section. Mm-hmm. So me and the twins, our whole freshman year, we didn't go to the student section. I mean, not a lot of freshmen did, but we definitely were not going over there for no reason because of the fact that we knew you're probably racist. You are racist. Your friends were the racist. So it was just like... And this is 2016. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about 1955 or 1965. This is 2016 in California where... Morgan, you said you found in a book someone wrote, what what was it that they wrote in the book? I think it was like hang the, hang the niggers or something like that. It wasn't just nigger, but it said something like threatening. But So you would open that book mm-hmm. and someone had graffitied it with that in it. I just mm-hmm. want to know, was it a history book? No, it was an English book. Mm. And there was another kid. He was, my friend just so happened to have taken a Snapchat and in that Snapchat was a like some guy was holding his phone and if you zoomed in you could see his messages and he had typed we shall burn the niggers mm-hmm. like on his phone mm-hmm. she took that to the administration and i don't think they did anything of it so that was when the black girls from our black girl group took matters into their own hands and confronted him they didn't fight him but they definitely planned to but it was just that was i just remember at that time we were getting very angry like the black girls because we had Basically, black mentors come in. They started a group for us. It started with just the girls, the black girls at the school. And we would meet with them and tell them our issues and our problems. And it kind of made us more mad because I think before that group, we were all experiencing these things, feeling alone and feeling like it was normal. But then when we had that group, we were like, oh, you experienced that too. I experienced this. You like, So we kind of just, that's when it really started to click with me that it's like, I live This is the school I go to. This is what happens and nothing happens for it. When I think about those kids, they literally like saw black people as true, and Hispanics too, as truly just like not humans, not the same as them. And they knew that they were outnumbered, so mm-hmm. it was like they can't do any, anything about it. 
What do you mean? They knew that the black about? people were like, they knew, like, the, the, the kid in the hallway, they knew that the kid in the hallway wouldn't do anything oh, because right, he's, right, he's right, alone. Right, like, right, they knew right, there were right, not right. a lot of black people at the school. Mm. Wow. So I actually wasn't expecting the conversation to take that turn. Since 2016, has it has it gotten better or worse? Um, definitely better. Um, since then, I think my teacher, because at the time I was, or my teacher talked about this the other day. At the time, I just kind of thought, oh, this is just. But she was like, that was during the Trump campaign, so that was a lot of what was what was happening. Um more than now but she she brought it up she was like the teachers actually so we have a new principal and she said that the new principal is actually having meetings with the teachers and we got her this year this is her first year Mm -hmm. that she's having meetings with the teachers about what are they going to crack down on with the new election election coming Mm -hmm. up so she's she's actually being proactive and trying to ensure that we don't have another year like 2016 was but it has definitely gotten better in terms of what I've seen, I haven't seen anything. Well, no, actually, just this year. Or was it last year? That's when we saw the KKK written on the table. Last year. Yeah. I mean, we don't. A lot of the stuff went down at lunch, and we're not at. But why did this all happen anymore. when Trump got elected? Well, I mean, when Trump was elected, um, there was a lot of racist people who were supporting him. The Klan was very supportive of Trump. Uh, the people who from the Charlottesville marchers were very supportive of Trump. There's been lots of racist people who have come out to say that they feel so, they feel like Trump is their guy. So I know that there are a lot of folks out there who like have trouble with the notion that Trump is a racist um, and would, would like be like, well, you know, what has he done or what has he said? And I would just, again, present as the evidence that the people who support you and feel emboldened by you and feel empowered by you are all racist people all the way down to people in high school and middle school feeling like yes now we can all come out of the closet and be racist or come out of come out of hiding and be racist so like gabby as an example um when president obama was elected president actually you you don't you don't remember this well maybe you do you were just a baby but you were like really excited that Obama yeah, was president. Yeah, I was in front of the I was in front of the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like super excited about that. Um, but when Obama was, and which is interesting because you were just a baby. Yeah, I don't even understand. Well, there was no politics to it. There was no like. There was no like. Uh, oh, I'm I'm thankful we have a black president. You were just a baby. So I think there's something about seeing someone who who you feel really represents you, be in office that everyone feels. And I think racist people, when they saw Trump in office, felt that he represents them, and then they felt like, yeah. oh, now I can say these things, I can write these things, I can go to Halloween parties wearing playing costumes. I think. So, last thing, Amaya's done a lot, Amaya's been done a lot of the talking. You guys are okay with that, though, I imagine. Mm-hmm. You, you good with it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to ask Amaya one, one last question. Maybe you too. You might be able to chime in on this too because you'll be voting soon. Well, you won't vote this election yeah. next time. Amaya, you're going to be voting in 2020. And I know you told, you told mom. And I, yeah. You're going to be voting this year. How about that? Okay. And you told mom and I that like you didn't want us to tell you, which we wouldn't have done anyway, but you told us you, didn't, you weren't going to just vote what we vote and you didn't want to hear from us about it, which I thought was great. 
how are you informing yourself as an 18-year-old, or are you, about who you're going to vote for in 2020? And you know, I don't want you to tell people who you're voting for. Mm-hmm. I just want you to talk about how you're informing yourself. Um, I had a conversation with my friend the other day. Um, I'm in a really, really good AP Gov class right now, which we focus more on current stuff than we do textbook. We haven't opened a textbook so not once, but we talk a lot about just everyday politics. And so we do a lot of debates that have to do with things that I'm going to be thinking about. Huh? What? <laughs> Why did you just say huh on a random? Because I don't know where I was. Oh, we do a lot of debating. Every single COVID, like, I don't know, thing man. that you said, you I don't, don't know. even know. <laughs> we do a lot of debating about things like race and border control and all that kind of stuff. Climate, climate change, all that kind of stuff. And so we don't really focus on the candidates themselves. We just focus on the issues. And so in our classes, we talk a lot about Right now, we've been talking about gun control and abortion mm-hmm. laws specifically. And it's easy to just kind of like align yourself with, I feel, you know, more mm-hmm. liberal. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to just kind of be like, oh, yeah, I just agree with that. Or I agree with these gun laws because I'm liberal and all that kind of stuff. Whereas I was talking to my friend the other day and she was like, I'm very liberal, but these gun laws and all this kind of stuff that this Republican was talking about, I actually agree with that and mm-hmm. I agree with that so it's just I feel like our generation is one where or at least me and the people in my class we're focusing a lot more on just what do we agree with what do we disagree with and then kind of saying oh this person aligns with that whether they're Republican or Democratic so for me all I'm really doing is just figuring out how I feel about these issues and how I feel about all this kind of stuff and you know, hopefully by then I'll kind of have a clearer picture, mm. but I don't know what I'm, you know. It's, right it's super annoying. Motorcycles never go by our house until I turn this microphone on to a podcast. It's it, and this guy, this I think this dude's riding back and forth down the freaking street just because I'm podcasting right now, which makes me so mad. But anyway, last question. I said last question before, but actually I forgot I was going to ask you this because it's for all of you. You brought up global warming, like climate change stuff. And do you guys or your friends ever talk about that in terms of, like, the future? Or do you feel, like, any anxiety over the future given that, like, whatever whatever you're learning in school about climate change, which I never learned about in school because it wasn't a thing, I guess. So when you hear about climate change, learn about climate change, how does it affect you? Right now, it, like, we don't really talk about it. Like, in the beginning of the year, you were talking about, like, save the turtles, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um... I've never really done my own kind of research about climate change. (laughs) It's so annoying. I've never really done my own research about climate change, and I've never really been in conversations about climate change. My teachers don't really talk about it. Hmm. So, like, I don't really know much about it, so I don't really get anxious about something that I don't know anything about. Right. So, not really. I'm going to say, like, I was kind of getting scared about, like, the the fires and then, like, the... Hmm. When I heard about climate change, I was really scared about it. But now, like, when like what Morgan's saying, like, no one's really talking about it, I really just haven't really been thinking about it. Gotcha. Well, my class... You're a senior. Yes. And, uh, again, my PGUF class is where I learn all of my political views and all that. But that's where, that's where we... That's where, that, that's... <laughs> 
Okay. That, that, that. My AP Go class and Twitter is where I get a lot of my information from. Um, so with like, did you see that Greta Thunberg just got People of the Year or whatever? She was Person of the Year. I didn't see that. That's or cool. something like that. She's y'all. Yeah, she's your she's your age. Yeah. So. And did she actually? Is she the one that actually gave us the OK Boomer thing? That came from her. No, it was from a singer. What, what singer? I mean, it was from a guy that sings a song. No. He made the song just in reaction to just. Oh, I thought he was. Yeah. So who gave? I I could have swore it was it was Greta. Like, well, who gave us OK Boomer? TikTok. Whose TikTok was it? Just TikTok. Like it's just like a TikTok. OK Boomer. Like it's just it's just like it's just like it's not like. Okay, my bad. Go or ahead. it might have been it just came from her and then came to it TikTok. Didn't come from her. Greta? You think Greta made a joke like that? I thought she said that. Okay, Boomer. Are you being Maybe rude? she said it, but like that was a. Oh, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Okay, fine. But my class definitely, we talk a lot about climate change and all that kind of stuff. You know, we have some Gretas in that class who are just very strong. They're very. That class. Shout out to you, Miss. Uh, what's her name? Okay. <laughs> Do not give the woman a shout out, please. I don't even know her name. I, I forgot her name. It was really. This oh, yeah. It's just. I a, literally said don't say that. It's name. a very I good. I gotta beep it. I'm gonna beep it out. Yeah, just beep it out. Why would you. Andy, you have to beep that. My God, gonna, just shut up, guys. I gotta beep out a lot of stuff. Keep going. It's just a really good class where it's just we educate each other, we educate her, she educates us clearly. And. When it comes to climate change, it is very stressful. It stresses me out all the time when we talk about it. When we really talk about it, it stresses me out really badly because it's like just the science behind it and how we have, what, like 10 years to reverse it or something like That's that? That's what I heard, yeah. We have 10 years to reverse it, and if we don't, we'll only have, what, like they said, like 50 to 100 years? I don't know. Something. It's just something. Oh, that's scary. Something that's absolutely scary. Thing. Morgan, but think about your kids. Mm. Like, that's what we talk Brain about all the time. Children. We think that's about scary. raising kids. So, like... In 10 years, I'll be 28. That's around the time I'll be having kids. Best believe if this whole climate change thing is not reversed, I will not be having kids. I will be adopting. Like, we talk about all the time. Like, at that point, we would choose to adopt, and I think that we would see a higher, whatever. That's so scary. Rate of adoption. Yeah. Because it's like, why would you bring For a kid? For me, it's like, ending? I mean, I don't know if this is the right way to think, but it's like... That's how you think, though. The world's going to end some... Yeah. Like, it's going to end sometime, somehow, like, if this is the end. It's but why end. does it have to be for, from us? Why can't it be from a dis- two like planets? An, an asteroid or something. Yes. Why did it have to be from us? It's from our... Stupid humans. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid <laughs> And we Sorry, talked buddy. about how a lot of it, it comes from... Um, the fact that we're not taking action comes from countries being not trusting that another country will take action. Mm-hmm. So we don't take action because we feel like if we do, then they're not going to, and then boom, boom, boom. Like, it's just like, we're all just being stupid, where it's like, true. at the end of the day, these allies and this money and this trade, none of that really matters if there's no earth to live on and trade and make money in. So it's just... You know, you've got to believe. The last day of Earth is going to be so crazy. <laughs> We're not going to know it's the last day. We might. We, we might actually know it's the last day. How would we know? That's going to be a crazy party. How would we know? Everybody know. Maybe would just predict go it. crazy. How can you predict the last day? Scientists Earth? are predicting 10 years. We have 10 years to fix it. And you think you can narrow it down to a single day? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
right, uh, are you guys gonna share this podcast on your uh, Instagram and? I would if you're. I would if, if you're it was a good picture. No, 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 because this is the thing. I want to um, <laughs> make a comment because I don't want people to think I'm not proud of my parents. I am so proud of my parents. I love my parents. If it was up to me, I would be my parents. <laughs> what? But what the issue is, is the pictures of me on their Instagrams is incredibly embarrassing. So that's why if they comment, it's getting deleted. If they tag, it's getting removed. I'm getting untagged. (laughs) I tried blocking them. Dad, you have to have a good picture. Because they're not private. They're not private. So all my friends, oh my God, I'm on your dad. All my tagged It's so bad. The pictures of me are terrible. And it's just embarrassing. So I'm not embarrassed of my parents. I'm embarrassed of how they... This will go out on existential podcast. No one knows. But that. you can track existential yeah, back go, to Corey Evan. Man? Corey Evan? What? Oh, well, that's what I'm on your bio, it says run... Doesn't it say run by you on it? With it your app? <laughs> like, what? And I don't look the way that I look on their Instagrams in real life. So it's just so that's a long way of you saying you're not going to share this on your Instagram. Heck to the no! If you were a, you're just going to share. You can share the link with your friends though. If this is what I would do, if you were private on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you had to, like, accept people's follows. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. can't just see your account. I would 100%. Which now, your followers are, not to be rude, they're dwindling probably now anyway, so you don't even need <laughs> to be public. You can make it private. If you were just... Dad, I promise you, if you're private, I would be... Because re- you're not posting... You're I not want posting, people to read your blog. You're not posting those videos anymore, your singing videos and all that stuff. Nobody's watching those singing videos. Anyways, right now, you're just posting happy birthdays, pretty much. And you have existential for people to be going and looking for your exactly. content. Exactly. Have existential so make, be a public account. Your account is private. private. I already made mom's private. She doesn't even know it. Why'd you say that? I shouldn't have said it. But if you guys are private accounts... She doesn't know how to make it unprivate. Then we have no problem. I will be... I was wondering why I keep getting these reports. Your ratings would really... I'm actually not taking any of this out. I hope you understand. Your ratings would go up so high if you would just simply make yourself private because then I would be sending people to you. Oh. And Morgan would be sending people to you. But I would be sending people to you. I refuse until you're private. All right. Well, guys, thanks for being on on the podcast. This This has been a great conversation. I loved it. Um, I want to thank my daughters. My daughters. Do you guys want to try your British accents before we go? It's today. Nope. Mind. We'll do the next one. Yeah, next one. Okay. That's just the taste of it. Well, there you have it, folks. Those are my daughters. And I'd like to thank you for listening. Thank you for rating, sharing, and reviewing the podcast. Thank you to Comfort Fit for the music. And thank you for contending for a better world. One conversation at a time. <laughs>